Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. Here's Pastor Ryan. The children of Israel are divided into two kingdoms, the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah. They're full-blown apostate in the northern kingdom. Full-blown have turned away from God. God's, God is like, his judgment is upon them. He's not happy with them. He doesn't want the kingdom of Judah to be dealing with them. And here we see Amaziah hired a 100,000 mighty men of valor from the northern kingdom of Israel, right? And basically uh, pagan worshipers. And this is what he's done. And, and we read in verse 7, But a man of God came to him, saying, O king, do not let the army of Israel go with you. For the Lord is not with Israel, not with any of the children of Ephraim. But if you go, be gone. I like that. Be gone. Be strong in battle, even so, God shall make you fall before the enemy, for God has power to help and to overthrow. And this is a very serious sin for the Lord. That his people, or that this king representing his people, would go to his enemies in the north. They, they surely were enemies of God at this point. They were enemies of God. They hated God by their actions. And for God's people to seek help from those who hate God, God tells us not to be unequally yoked with non-believers. We need to be careful to seek God, the Lord, our Father, for every help and defense that we need first and let Him guide us into how to wage war. The Bible says to wage war with wise counsel. You don't just start giving money to the enemy to help you in a battle that belongs to the Lord. Does that make sense? Like God, it's, there's, you know, the Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please him. When Christians go to the world and they go to those who hate God and and, and try to find the solutions to their problems through the world's eyes or the world's ways, it basically shows God that we don't really have faith or trust that you can help us, so how can they help us? And for new believers, it's a big issue. We've always dealt with our problems a certain way. Then we come to Christ, and we have these battles, and we have to learn that it's through God that we fight these battles. It's through wise counsel, through his church, through his leadership that we wage war or defend ourselves, guys. And I remember, I mean, think about it. What did you do before you came to Christ when you had problems? Oh, I called this friend, that friend, or the other, or I drowned my sorrows in alcohol, or I, you know, there was a way that you dealt with life before. Then you come to Christ and it's like, oh, you know, the enemy's approaching, these, these trials are happening Things are against me, and we can go back to the way we used to handle things. And God would say, no. Seek me in the day of trouble, and I will help you. That's what he says. But here he goes into uh, 
the enemy's camp and pays them a hundred talents of silver. And the man of God spoke up to the king. That's why we're here to speak truth into people's lives. Men and women of God, speak truth into people's lives that are lost. Give them warning for the Lord. According to Ezekiel chapter 3, give people warning. Your friends, your family, if they're around you, your neighbors, and you know they're living wrong, give them warning. Give them warning. O king, do not let the army of Israel go with you, for the Lord is not with Israel. But I like what he said, even so, right, God shall make you fall before the enemy. In other words, you can get all the help from the enemy that you want. You're still, God's still going to make you fall because God, it is God who can make you fall before the enemy for God has the power to help and to overthrow. That's the truth. God has the power to help or to overthrow. Why are we so worried? Every other commercial, every other advertisement, every, every other media thing out there, Instagram, it's just how terrible the world's going to be in the next five minutes. It's enough to drive us mad or worry forever. But God has the power to sustain us, to help us. And he's got the power to overthrow your enemies and mine. There's n- we don't have to sweat anything. I'm sweating because I'm overweight. <laughs> we should put heat lamps up here so I can just drop like at least five per sermon. I'll be looking good by the middle of the summer. <laughs> Verse 9. Then Amaziah said to the man of God, But what shall we do about the hundred talents which I have given to the troops of Israel? Wow. His thought is, what about all the money I just paid these guys? A hundred talents of silver to these troops. And then a man of God answered, The Lord is able to give you much more than this. That's such a good word. That is such a good word. What are, whatever we're worried about losing in this life, if it means that we're honoring God, it is a gain. It is a gain. Think about it. What's holding us back? What's holding you back from taking that step of faith and doing that hard thing that God is calling you to do. And, and everything inside your heart and your flesh is saying, I can't give that thing up. Jesus said, if you're willing to lose your life for my sake, you shall find it. It is true. With God, things are backwards. Down here, but Upright with him. You know what I mean? Backwards here. The way up is down. The way to finding life is by giving up our lives for him. 
the blessings, you see, it's, it's found when we're willing to give what he's asking from us to give. Don't let your heart tell you, oh, but it'll hurt too much. No, you're going to be blessed. Listen to the spirit of God in you. You're going to be blessed. It's a test. And the promise is God is way able to do way more than that for you, Amaziah. You're worried about a hundred talents. There's people worried about giving to God. You're worried about 10 bucks for, for every hundred bucks that he gives you. Don't worry about the 10 bucks. Worry about not giving the 10 bucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, worry about that. Deal with that. What is that thing? I'm afraid to give it because, you know, less macaroni and cheese. You know, might have to trim down on the cable channels. You know, instead of a $200 bill, get the cheap package. Whatever. There's nothing that you will give up for God that you will regret in heaven having given it up. He is going to bless and reward you. As he said to Amaziah, this man of God said, the Lord is able to give you much more than this. Because if Amaziah, if you trust the Lord, you'll get more than this back. It's all about faith. Why are you asking for help from, from the northern kingdom? You know they hate God. Why do you think you need their help? You don't. When you have God on your side, you are the majority. It's all about faith. Tithing is all about faith, guys. That's all it is. But he does give back more than this. So Amaziah discharged the troops that had come to him from Ephraim to go back home. So he sent them home. Great. Therefore their anger was greatly aroused against Judah, and they returned home in great anger. Then Amaziah strengthened himself, and leading his people, he went to the valley of salt and killed 10,000 of the people of, of, of Sire. Also the children of Judah took captive 10,000 alive, brought them to the top of the rock and cast them down from the top of the rock so that they all were dashed in pieces. And so he goes with a smaller army, but then he's able to devastate their enemies. Why? Because by faith he listened to God and with a lesser army was able to, to gain the victory. That's faith. If it feels or looks like you're outnumbered, it's just a feeling. It's just what you see. But faith is not what we see. It's what we believe and what we hope for. But as for the soldiers, verse 13, the army which Amaziah had discharged so that they would not go with him to battle, 
They raided the cities of Judah from Samaria to Beth Horon, killed 3,000 in them, and took much spoil. And so Amaziah ended up doing the right thing. He discharged the, the soldiers, sent them home. They were angry, and they pillaged on their way north. It's true. God's merciful, and he forgives us, and he's kind and gracious. But sometimes there's, a, there's still consequence for the sins that we've been forgiven for. And uh, sometimes they linger longer than we can, that we appreciate. But in the long run, he deals with the consequences as well. But it's better to do the right thing, receive his mercy, do the right thing, and, and then ask him for help in getting through the consequences for what we've done. And so God is good. God is good. And so in verse 14, now it was so after uh, Amaziah came from the slaughter of the Edomites that he brought the gods of the people to Sire, set them up to be his gods, and bowed down before them and burned incense to them. I mean, that quick. Just took their god. He, 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 he killed them, 10,000, took their gods and thought that their gods would help him. So he bows down to them. You see, he didn't follow God with a loyal heart. He was following God when it suited him. But if you leave this king to himself, he's going to worship other gods in five minutes. That's how unloyal. That's how treacherous he was. I want to be a Christian who is faithful to the Lord all the days of my life. I want to be faithful when no one's around me, just me and God. I'd like to think if you and I were the only, or if you were the only Christian left in this world to evangelize this lost world, that by God's help you would get up tomorrow morning and start preaching to everybody and not give up the fight if you were the last Christian here because you would serve God with a loyal heart, not just do church. It is, he is our life. He is our everything. Therefore, verse 15, the anger of the Lord was aroused against Amaziah, and he sent him a prophet who said to him, Why have you sought the gods of the people, which could not rescue their own people from your hand? They couldn't rescue them from you. Why are you going to them? It's so it, Idol worship is so ridiculous. They have eyes, but they do not see. They have mouths, but they cannot speak. Those who put their trust in idols are like them. They can't see. They can't hear. They can't talk. They're less than human because humans can talk and hear and see and all those things and walk and all these things. And these little idols, they can't do any of that. It's such folly. And it's such folly for Christians today to want to be like the world. 
who want to seek their help from the, from the world, be like the world, be loved by the world. The world's lost. The world needs the message that you have. They need Jesus Christ in you. Not the other way around. You're too cool in Christ to want to be like them. We, you serve the living God. So do I. Why have you sought the gods of the people which could not rescue their own people from your hand? So it was as he talked with him that the king said to him, check this out in his pride, have we made you the king's counselor? Cease. Why should you be killed? Random. And the prophet ceased and said, one last word, I know that God has determined to destroy you because you have done this and have not heeded my advice. Wow. Think about the boldness. Where did that boldness come? Did you spoke to a king like that? Yes. Why? Because there's a king that's higher than that king. Let us not forget who our king is. And his Holy Spirit will give us the boldness to speak sometimes to the little kings of this world that need a good admonishment. Amen? Now Amaziah, king of Judah, asked advice and sent to Joash, the son of Jehoahaz, the son of Jehu, king of Israel. Okay, same name as his father. In uh, 2 Kings 14, they, they add an age to help us all, okay, because we'd be confused. So uh, Joash here in, uh, uh, in 2 Kings 14, uh, he's called Jehoash with an H, Jehoash. So I'll call him Jehoash, okay? Jehoash, the son of Jehoahaz, the son of Jehu, king of Israel. Wicked guy, right? He says to this king, Jehoash, come, let us face one another in battle. And so Amaziah got all big-headed after he got the victory over the Edomites. And Jehoash, king of Israel, sent to Amaziah, king of Judah, saying, The thistle that was in Lebanon sent to the, said to the, uh, sent to the cedar that was in Lebanon, saying, Give your daughter to my son as wife. And a wild beast that was in Lebanon passed by and trampled the thistle. Indeed, you say that you have defeated the Edomites and your heart is lifted up to boast. Stay at home now. Why should you meddle with trouble that you should fall, you and Judah with you? What a cool little poem or proverb or whatever, huh? The thistle sent, sent to the cedar tree of Lebanon. Little thistle, big old tree. Lebanon's famous for their cedars. Let my, uh, what did he say? Son, marry my daughter. Yeah, give your daughter to my son as wife. He sent to the cedar in Lebanon, but then some random wild beast saw the thistle and trampled it. Basically telling them, dude, you're small potatoes. You don't want none of this. And so, um, uh, but Amaziah would not heed, verse 20, 
For it came from God that he might give them into the hand of their enemies. And so it's interesting, the chase, the judgment of the Lord that he would allow Amaziah, the king, to think wrong. Make a, wrong, a poor decision. Isn't that crazy? God has ways to, to, to bring judgment that we knoweth not. He's the one to truly fear, and respect, and honor. Because there's no wisdom coming through Amaziah anymore because he's worshiping pagan gods. In the same way, when Christians backslide and they're all over the place and they're trying to one foot in the world, one foot in the church, and they're trying to do their own thing, they don't think clearly. And God would let them, will, will allow their dumb decisions to come forth and bring chastening upon them. I know that about my Father in heaven. And I'm sure you do as well. That if I don't seek him, that if I distance myself from him, I'm not going to think too wisely. My decision making is going to be not the best. And he'll allow me just to make terrible decisions. That's what's happening here. This decision not to listen is of God. It's part of the judgment. That he might give them into the hand of their enemies because they sought the gods of Edom. So Joash, king of Israel, went out, and he and Amaziah, king of Judah, faced one another at Beth Shemesh, which belongs to Judah, and Judah was defeated by Israel, and every man fled to his tent. Then Joash, the king of Israel, captured Amaziah, king of Judah, the son of Joash, the son of Jehoahaz, at Beth Shemesh, and he brought him to Jerusalem and broke down the wall of Jerusalem from the gate of Ephraim to the corner gate, 400 cubits. And he took all the gold and silver, all the articles that were found in the house of God with Obed-Edom, the treasures of the king's house and hostages, and returned to Samaria. So Israel cleaned their clock and went in there and tore down the wall of Jerusalem. I mean, what does a wall represent but like defense and safety? Amaziah was worried about the hundred talents. Now they're, now they've taken the silver and gold from his own house, from Jerusalem. It's like God saying to him, you know, through me, I would have defended you. Through me, I, I would have been your wall of defense. Through me, I would have taken care of your finances. But you would not. You wanted to go and, and be like, the other pagan kings. Verse 25, Amaziah, the son of Joash, king of Judah, lived 15 years after the death of Joash, the son of Jehoahaz, king of Israel. So the king that kidnapped him and took him up to Samaria uh, ends up dying and Amaziah outlives him for 15 years and I guess is released and is able to go back down to Jerusalem. And it says here that uh, now the rest of the acts of Amaziah from first to last indeed are they not written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. After the time that Amaziah turned away from following the Lord, they made a conspiracy against him in Jerusalem and he fled to Lachish but they sent after him to Lachish and killed him there. 
Then they brought him on horses and buried him with his fathers in the city of Judah. What can we say about this king? He had a decision to make, didn't he? To honor God or to not. And sad story. And uh, we'll see what the Lord does with the next king. But thank goodness that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who would come through the lineage of these guys would one day be born in Bethlehem for our salvation. And he always does what's right, what pleases the Father. Amen? Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't.